and welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Diz After Dark. I am your one of your hosts, Nick. And Paul D. I'm Craig L. And Paul W. <laughs> and that's and that's a full house for tonight, everybody. Um, Chris is Chris is ill. Um, I think we I think we all kind of suffer with little bits of the lurk. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've got a bit of a cold. Um, Mr. Washington's afraid of the rain. Yeah, I certainly am. Yeah, and now I've cu- I've come down with a a bit of a cold this afternoon as well. Now <laughs> it's quite <laughs> rain avoiding. Yeah, <laughs> and in fact, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and while we're doing this, I'm actually gonna try and uh, periscope the fact that I'm um, I'm making a hot toddy for the first time, um, which I've never done. I've never ha- had a hot toddy. And uh, Mr. Dolan, as you are the um, the token Scotsman of the show, um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm making mine using a slice of lemon, uh, the lemon rind. Um, right. The lemon rind has been stabbed with cloves. Oh, nice. Um, and I'm going to have a bit of brown sugar in it, and uh-huh. um, some some lemon juice. And I'm also going to put in there as well um, some some whiskey. What yeah. whiskey? Well, that's the yeah. I never mean the cloves. Get the whiskey in there. Yeah, it's the hay. It's the hay club. Nice. It was the Father's Day present last year. The David Beckham stuff. A double measure. Of course, of course. So um, yeah, I'm going to make that on Periscope. So if anyone's joined us on Periscope, hi. Four people have apparently so far. So that's good. But enough about that. Um, guys, what are you drinking? You know what I'm drinking. I'm drinking Irish breakfast tea. It's called Baddies. So I'm drinking Baddies tea. <laughs> Barry if Baddy finds out, he'll let me. Yeah, it, won't, it won't be happy. No? no? Okay, fair enough. Okay, I've got a bottle of Hotel Chocolat Cocoa Ooh. Beer. And... You mean the eighties wrestler? What's, what's <laughs> oh, no, the percentage on that? Sorry. Hey, sorry. What's the percentage? Uh, hang on a second. With the toasty multi notes of roasted cocoa, I on. Four percent. Oh, the girls drink that. Yeah. No, four point seven. Sorry, four point seven percent. So it's a, it's a it's a big girl. Someone's it's a hockey playing girl. And the Disney connection is they're going to be opening this new chocolate ganache shop in Disney Springs. There you go. Oh, there's, there's a good connection. There you go. Oh, hey, we've got someone from Cincinnati on. On the That's Periscope. Right. How crazy nice. is that? Yeah. Thank you for joining. Uh, there's there's a dark brown sugar uh, for those that can see it. Brocat. Hi, Brocat. Um, there's a dark brown sugar for um, the hot toddy. So I'll continue making that while I go on. Mr. Washington? Um as I said, a bit of a cold, um, but I'm feeling a bit piratical. I've gone for a, for a rum tonight. Ooh. Rum. Hello, yeah. sailor. Arr. Sailor Jerry. Dong. I'm having that. You're obviously not. You're having Barry's tea. Barry's tea, yeah. I'm just looking out the window. I can see a big Irish fella walking past. He looks a bit like Barry. Who is Barry? Barry I don't know, but he, make, he makes nice tea. So, so there we go. Oh, so, uh, while you're making that, are we going to get straight into housekeeping? Uh, I think we should do. And, uh, I mean, obviously, 
we, we've had some quite good feedback on our last show, actually, which, um, which obviously is good. It's good to get any kind of feedback. But, you know, it was, we felt it was a bit of a risk, really, the last show. Um, yeah. Because, you know, we did kind of lay it out there and uh, we're, we're quite honest about what was going on. And, um, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's it's done okay. Um, we had some, some very good and generous offers of sponsorship, actually, more than we was expecting. And um, with that in mind, we do actually have uh, our first two official sponsors of the Diz After Dark podcast. Yes, we do. We are honoured that WDW Today podcast, that famous podcast, the biggest, longest-saving Disney podcast in the world, is actually sponsoring us. This little show from Brighty. Yes. WDW Today. So go and download them. Right? Show them the love. And you should have done anyway, actually, because... Well, two of the people on this show today are are actually on it. Yeah, they're on the latest episode, episode four, one, four, nine, seven. Yep. So Paul three and Paul two. And then our next sponsor <laughs> is Wendy from Magical Journeys Travel. So please go and sponsor go and check out our sponsor's website, wpmagicjourneys.com. So, now, the download figures, something crazy is going on. In the last week, we have been at number seven in the US charts and number six on in the UK charts. And in both charts, we've battered Lou Mangiello, we've danced on the head of the Dibcast, and we've shown Pete from uh, the Diz, whatever it's called, Diz Unplugged, a pair of heels. Now... The, the last figures for the last show, if you remember, was 666. Now, four weeks, four weeks later, that's on 773, right? Now, our figures for the show two weeks ago is on 916. Whoa! That's awesome. And that's only the listeners, I think, have picked up on the fact that we're putting our figures out there and they want to see the show grow. And it's growing. So, thank you very much. No, thank you for your support. Uh, to everybody that's uh, tweeted or, or downloaded, uh, I suppose, more important than anything else. Um, because, yeah, you know, we, we said that, you know, the, the listeners are the reason why we did this show. And it's, it's true. They, you know, we're not lying about that. It's very, very true. Um, and you're coming out in your numbers. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, there's, uh, there's no I in team, just like there's no B and Q in Wigan. Really? That's fascinating. There is an I in Wigan, though. There is an there I in Wigan, yes. Yeah. Um, right, you're... I'm just going to go and get the whiskey, so... Um, oh, where's your whiskey? Uh, well, if you can see on Periscope... No, you can't, actually. Um, nice. It's out of shot on, on Periscope, but... Um, yeah, so What's I'll... that in your hand? <laughs> That's another video you're watching. Oh. Um, hang on, actually, I think I think my headphone will. will yep, yeah, it will. That's good. So it's it does. I've got to be honest. I'm not put a whiskey in yet, but it does smell very good. Um, if a bit strong. So that this will obviously take it right over the edge. Oh, oh, oh I love yeah. that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Just this is so this is genuine. 
It's a big old bottle as well. Oh, that is a lot. Oh, get it down, you son. Oh. Tika Bow, son. <laughs> and he ground it right up. Um, yes. Anyway, so um, we had a, a few ideas. Obviously, I've been on. I've been on holes. Uh, while everything's been kicking off, which is another thing, actually, is it because I buggered off that all this no. stuff's happened? Not at all. It's very generous of you, thank you. Um, we'll be but... well, a bit of a thousand after this show. <laughs> but um, that is very strong. Um, but <laughs> bye bye, Periscope. Bye bye. Um, yes. So uh, you know, I've been away, but uh, Mr. Washington who is sent to a lot of stuff at the moment, if you don't mind me saying, suggested us talking about the hot topic at the moment. Um, and I think I think they announced the, the opening of it just after our last show. Um, and that's, of course, Shanghai Disney. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think possibly just before, I think we'd already... We'd already got the topic of talking about Hollywood Studios for the previous one, so we kind of said that we'd, uh, we'd look at Shanghai for the next one. Mm. That is it. Sorry, that's really good. <laughs> that's really, really good. I'm surprised how good that is. I thought it was going to be horrible. I was hoping it was going to be horrible. It made better audio. Um, so, yes. Uh, it's Is it the 15th of June it opens? 16th. Uh, I'm on 16th. the website. Yeah. 16th. Oh, I was close, considering I'm, you know, I only make stuff up as I go along. Bladdered, considering you're bladdered. <laughs> yeah, that as well. Um and uh, yeah, I mean, what, what? I mean, from what I've seen before they announce the date, there seem to still be quite a few issues. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it seems like they're they're only half built, <laughs> hmm. um, and yeah. it looks like the, the issues that are going to pop up is that it might not even be finished on their opening date. Wow! Well, and that they're going to open it in parts. Yeah, but doesn't that generally happen at every Disney park when it opens? It, it, uh, well, it definitely happened at, at Euro Disney. Um, in fact, I was looking at the map the other day because um, in Town Hall, or City Hall, they have the original Euro Disney map from when it first opened. And yeah. you can see on that map the Indiana Jones indoor attraction and also uh, what would have been Space... Um, not Space Mountain, Discovery Mountain which is going to have Space Mountain and other attractions in it, um, they're on the map. And of course, they were never going to be finished opening day. Um, but of course, they never materialised full stop because of the issues. So I think you're right. And I think when Mr. Boniface went to Hong Kong, there was they were still building quite a bit of that because it was like a one-day park, wasn't it, when he went? Yeah. yeah I think it still is, is but... Yeah. I know, they've, I know they've added more attractions since he went. I'm, I'm actually looking at the website here because I'll be honest with you, I know nothing about this project. At all? No, I just know that it's there. Do you know what I mean? It's got a bloody Tron roller coaster. What are you talking about? And it looks pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the castle, you, 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 must, have, you must know about the castle. No. The castle was like a big brother's house. Oh. It's going to have. It's supposed to be home to all different princesses. Oh, has it got and it's also going to. It's going to have rides inside the castle, I believe. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Right, rides, rides with the girls, or? Well, I'm not sure. I'm just, just having a look. I know I did read 
that they were definitely going to include rides inside the inside the castle. Listeners, and there's not a lot about it. But if you if there's one thing you never say about this show, it's that we don't not do our research before we start recording. <laughs> That's definitely not not the case. Yeah, it, what I'm what I'm reading is it's not actually saying what the the, the attractions are going to be, but it does say that it'll include several attractions within within the castle. You've <laughs> got to ride. You get to ride a princess. Yeah, I'm awesome. fast past that. <laughs> you got to get it does, there first. It, it, it is called Enchanted, so um, you it certainly does. will be if you're riding a princess. That's for sure. It is the biggest castle of all the parks in the world. In the world, yeah, yeah, it's massive. It is. It is absolutely massive, much like the egos of some people on this show. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, obviously, the only thing I really care about is the fact there's a Tron Rider coaster, and the fact that, as well that the the suits they have to wear, uh, like the, the cast members have to wear for the ride, look like what people wear in the in the Tron Legacy film. That kind of style, really awesome. Well, um, I'll, I'll I'll tell you the lines we've got. We've got Adventure Isle. Okay. Which houses uh, Camp Discovery, Camp Discovery, the Roaring Rapids, and Soaring Over the Horizon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Soaring Raid. So then we've got Fantasyland, which is Alice in Wonderland Maze. They are wow. And as, as Paul W's just said, Enchanted Storybook Castle. Honeypot Spin, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, The Once Upon a Time Adventure. Now, that's just got a picture of the castle, so maybe that's in the castle again. Mm. That possibly is what's inside the castle. Uh, Peter Pan's Flight, The Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and Voyage to the Crystal Grotto. Now, what's that all about? From what I'm reading... That's, it's, it looks like it's going to be a, a typical uh, Disney boat ride. Oh. Um, that includes a lot of like different animated films. It says here that it's including Tangled, Aladdin, Mulan, Fantasia, and Beauty and the Beast. So, so like maybe, the greatest hits. Yeah, it sounds like it could be something similar to Storybook Circus, Canal Boats. Mulan, um, eh? Interesting. Uh, Right, well, next we've got Gardens of Imagination. Mm. And that's got the uh, Dumbo, the Flying Elephant. Fantasia Carousel. That sounds interesting, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, Garden of the Twelve Friends. Mm. I've got to be honest, anything, saying, anything that has the word carousel on it doesn't actually infuse me at all, Greg, but each their own. <laughs> and the last one, which has just made my eyeballs pop out is Marvel Universe what's yeah. that it's not going to be open I'll tell you that much because <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely not been any talk about what's what's going to be there well actually no that's not it's not true um, there was imagery quite a while back now of a Iron Man attraction yeah I think that's going into Hong Kong first uh, if I remember okay. rightly I think they've they've got the exclusive rights on that to start with I think they they showed a lot of that at D23 last year. Mm. It does sound like there's quite a lot of stuff in the castle. Looks I, like there's a boat ride, um, a show. 
So that'd I'm, be interesting. I'm, I'm quite impressed they've got the the Alice in Wonderland maze because, I mean, Tokyo Disney um, have the Alice in Wonderland restaurant and Alice in Wonderland rooms in one of the hotels. So they're quite, you know, as as fanatical uh, fans go, Alice in Wonderland is one of their, their big ones over in, in Japan. Mm-hmm. But they've never gone for the um, the maze. Um no, in fact, no park has other than Paris, so it's it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how how similar it is to the uh, the Disneyland Paris version. I like things a bit more updated. But, uh... Well, we've got Tomorrowland coming up next. Buzz Lightyear Planet Rescue. Okay, so not not the uh, usual Buzz Lightyear yeah. version. Good. Jetpacks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars Launch Bay. Yep. Stitch Encounter. Mm-hmm. And then the Tron Light Cycle Power Run. Boom, boom, boom. Um, I mean, it could be that the st- the Stitch attraction isn't actually the the like the Alien Encounter. It could be more like the Stitch Live. I don't know. I mean, yeah, the description says nothing. Is. I would yeah. think it would be, yeah. Stitch Live yeah. is a much, much better attraction. Yeah, and I think the I think the Buzz Lightyear one is similar to what we've seen before. Mm. Yeah, looks from like, what I'm reading, looks like it. Yeah, it just seems like they've changed the name because they're using slightly more updated technology in it. Yeah, Jetpacks is interesting um, because I'm obviously I can't see what you can see, Craig, and I don't know if there's any images, but I do remember. Uh, reading quite a while ago now that there were blueprints drawn when the Rocketeer was going to be a massive, massive success and they were going to put an attraction in uh, one of the Disney parks in America and it was going to be a jetpack attraction and think of it a bit like Dumbo but instead of sitting in an elephant you were kind of attached to a kind of jetpack device and you were swung round like that that was the plan, but obviously the Rocketeer <laughs> didn't take off. <laughs> I wonder whether it might be based on, on Tomorrowland, the film. Um, let's, let's hope not for their sake. <laughs> yeah, they did use something similar in the film. They did use yes. jetpacks in the film, so well, it wouldn't right. surprise me if it's not something that's based off of that. By the way, <laughs> I mean, I say that. I mean, has, has everyone watched Tomorrowland now? Or still? Yeah, now? yeah, to grow yeah. up. I've watched yeah. it three times now. I quite like it. Cray that's your penis. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't hate it at all. I just I just think it was a little bit misjudged. Um, but I think it's a shame it flopped as hard as it did, especially when, you know, Maleficent did so well. Um, it seems to be like the films that I like Disney making don't do as good as the ones that they uh, that everyone else loves. But hey-ho. Yeah, I, I quite liked it. So I, I, I say that in jest. Um, yeah. Never mind. And uh, it, it's, it's got to be another land, surely. Yes, I was just looking at flights to Shanghai. Um, <laughs> Gardens of Imagine. Oh, no, I've done that one. Tomorrow, yeah, I've done that one. Uh, Treasure Cove. Here we go. Explorer Canoes. <sighs> That'll be shut within a year. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Battle of the Sunken Treasure. Yep, that sounds good. That sounds yeah. exciting. This is the yeah. one that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Ship- a completely different ride. Shipwreck yeah. Hall. Uh, Shipwreck Shore, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Siren's Revenge. Calling Dr. Freud. 
Yeah. But Siren's Revenge. Siren's Revenge. Oh, Siren's Revenge. Yeah. The whole the right. I've just had flights up from London. From obviously this is from, so it'll be out of season. The cheapest seats available, four hundred eighty-five pounds to Shanghai. There's one massive problem with that though, Craig. Um, the the smog. It's really bad. Like the, you know, one of the one of the big things they've been facing at the moment is the air quality um, around the resort, and they're trying all sorts of tactics to to try and better the air quality around there. Just but, stick a um, dome over it. Yeah, <laughs> work for Stephen King, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank God they won't be letting off lots of fireworks to make it even more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a minute. So going back to to what Paul was kind of alluding to there, um, the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction is a is a brand new attraction. It's not yeah. a Pirates of the Caribbean ride that we know has been dropped in. This is a uh, this is much more of a, a dark ride, um, and I, I think a bit more action packed than the the rides that we're used to. Um, but yeah, again, the the uh, the imagery of it looked great. I think they showed some of it off at D twenty three last year, um, and it's going to be based purely on the films. So it's yeah. not like with the attractions now where they're trying to shoehorn uh, Johnny Depp and other characters into the ride. This is purely based on the films as if the rides never existed. So, um, so yeah, I think I think it'd be really interesting. A nice little twist um, on that. And speaking of nice little twists, um, I think uh, at this part of proceedings, uh, I'm going to hand the reins over to Craig. Okay, well, this is our first ad break ever, so bear with me. Uh, And this is for WDW Today, the longest-running Disney Parks podcast. Ten years and nearly 1,500 episodes. It was rebooted in January with an all-new cast. It's got all-new segments and guests like Dick Van Dyke. You heard me right, boys. Dick Van Dyke. Not behind me, governor. Not Mike Van Eyck. No, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> it's all, It's the only place you can hear the house band off kilter. Wow. They were formerly from Epcot's Canadian Pavilion. And we're in the process. We're going to try and get off kilter on as guests on Days After Dark. Uh, we'll see what we can do. And so go and subscribe today on iTunes to WDW Today. And they've put on here, brings a little tear to my eye, they're proud to support this after dark. Well, we'll see how long Matt continues, <laughs> obviously. Um, although saying that, as we mentioned earlier, um, the two pools we have with us today, um, I, I heard were fantastic guests. They were stunning. Put your hands up in the in the mouse's head pub now. Who listens to WDW today? Definitely. All hands Al- up. Almost since the beginning. I don't know exactly what episode I started listening, but it's definitely at least nine of the ten years. Wow. Yep. I've done about five every year. And the only the only one that's still there in the new lineup is Len Tester. So Len Len Tester's still there. 
I think Len's now is... just a head in a jar. Yeah, he comes on <laughs> at times, doesn't he? Yeah. Len's frozen head. Len's frozen head, yeah. But, That's uh, a new one. So, and on with the show. Yes. Indeed. So, so just coming right back to... Are we going back to Shanghai? Yeah. Yeah? Because so it's just, you know, looking at the map, you've now got Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Tokyo all in the same kind of area. I know, I know there's big distances between them, but, you know, three parks, three Disney parks in the same kind of area. Yeah, yeah. Um, biggest density of, of Disney parks anywhere in the world now, once Shanghai opens up. Is, the, is it the biggest density of population on the planet? Well, there's certainly, certainly one or two people in China. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably true. Although, I mean, I suppose it does make you wonder, well, <laughs> it makes you wonder it doesn't, why they didn't kind of try to expand further into, um, you know, Eastern Europe, like around the kind of Russia region. Um, because, I mean, again, that's another massive market, isn't it? But... Mm. Um, this would be quite. This, this is, you know, I mean, obviously Russia is massive, but th- these could be the local parks for Russia, really. I mean, to, not not so much Moscow because it's still it's still Paris, really, is the closest park. Mm. But um, you know, you've got Paris at one end and and the Asian parks at the other end. And the thing is, as well with Paris, that they they have been trying to do more, like they've extended Christmas a bit longer because of uh, the amount of Russian families going over just after because their Christmas break's a bit longer. Mm. So I know they have been trying to pan into that recently, so it's it's interesting. But I did read something today, they've actually announced the ticket prices uh, for Shanghai Disney. Um, and uh, they start at 370 yuan uh, and up to 499 yuan. So what do we think about that? Well... I'll explain. So uh, the the lower price is about fifty six dollars. Oh, that's not bad. And the, For a brand the, new park. Yeah, and the upper price is seventy six. Okay, mm. so um, that's that four hundred ninety nine yuan is for a peak day ticket during festival holiday periods and weekends. Mm-hmm. Okay, this means Shanghai Disneyland has the lowest price of all Disney theme parks. Mm. Yeah, and, and but, like you say, it's a brand new park. Yeah, what yeah. sort of hotels are we looking at? I'm not looking at any hotels at the moment. They've got hotels on site, haven't they? Got a couple. Yeah, Disney would have to like Disney now won't bother unless that's going to be that's going to be the case. Um, yeah. But they, oh, sorry, Paul. They've got a Toy Story themed one, I believe. Ooh. Very it, from the outside, it looks very similar to what they've they've done at some of the other hotels oh, in Florida yeah. with uh, like big characters outside and and things like that. I think there's a big like one of the the Pixar balls outside. Oof. So left or right? <laughs> and is it Buzz or Woody's? Oh, <laughs> well, Woody's only got one ball. The other's in the Albert Hall. We all know that. Um, <laughs> but. but <laughs> but uh, but I, mean, I suppose it's like yeah, like the the kind of the pop century all star resort that kind of yeah, layout. I think so. Yeah, or okay. similar to Art of Animation as well, what they've done there. Yeah. And then you've got the Disneyland Shanghai Disneyland Hotel, which is, I guess, it's a a bit like Disneyland Hotel at Paris. So it, it looks 
you can look into the park. You can get a, a garden view room, a lake view room, or a park view room. I think that's where I'd be staying. This is a once-in-a-lifetime trip, this. Yeah. Yeah, she's so, not coming back. I'm not going to uh, Pop Sensi when I'm over there. Let's <laughs> <laughs> find out the prices are first. It'd be a hell of a bus ride. Yeah. <laughs> but people people are complaining um, that the prices are too high. What? Yeah. And that they... Uh, it says... The article... This is from uh, Disney and More, which I think episode four we had Alan on from, from Disney and More. Um Back, back in the early days. Time ago, oh, yeah. an awful long time ago. God knows how we got him on. You had a flow then. <laughs> I did have a rest of <laughs> If you saw the Periscope, you know that it still did now. Um, but um, but yes, this is his article. And apparently the Chinese netizens, um, which are made up mainly of students, um, yeah, have complained the price is too high and that they have no intention of going Um as usual, he says Disney's targeting the middle class with family, and of course, not to mention the uh, the rich Chinese there as well. Uh, but uh, people are complaining that they, you know, what are they expect to do miss school, not go at weekends and go during the week, um, which I, I suppose is valid. But I mean, well, I, I suppose people can complain about anything, can't they? That's the thing. People can literally. You know, you can give them something for free and they'll find something to complain about. Um, the, the thing is, I mean, although it's a developing country, so there's probably quite a lot of people there who are on, you know, lower income. Mm. But if you go anywhere now, I mean, we went to Venice a uh, year before last mm. and it was packed full of Chinese tourists. So, you know, there's a lot of money there in China. There's, there is a lot of money. So, yeah, yeah. maybe everybody. You want to come to Liverpool? They're all in the universities here, yeah? Yeah. All the children are being sent over here to get taught. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So demented. Let's have it. So, right, okay. Realistically, who's going and when? Well, I mean, that's what I was looking at the map for because I want to go to Tokyo before I want to go to Shanghai or Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, Tokyo says definitely... Higher on my uh, visit list. Yeah, I think I think Disney Sea has always been for a lot of people um, based around the hype. But I mean, come on, looking at those the rides that they've got um, and the lands and everything like that. I mean, I'm I'm interested. Yeah, colour me interested, surely. Yeah, um, it's got to be comparable to a Florida trip. This. I think the I think price rise. You you could be. Correct. I think the main issues there um, is that, and I mean, you know, Paul said this when he went to Hong Kong. Uh, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. Oh, that that Tony's <laughs> now. <laughs> um, and and that the the language barrier wasn't too bad because a lot of it, you know, because of uh, you know historical reasons, a lot of the the things were in English as well as um, Cantonese. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out because you know Shanghai. Do they really need to pan to anyone else? Possibly not. Um, and Tokyo Disney again is, is quite similar in that respect in that there's not much English. It's it's normally more in the native Japanese tongue. So you know, 
that and that, that does put people off. I mean, I know people that had never gone to Disneyland Paris because they were worried about the language barrier. Yeah. Or everything's in French, you know. They've got the website out in English. So that's a start. Yeah, I was going to say that. But that's a massive. It's more than Japan have done. Japan yeah. have never never had a an English speaking no. website. No. Mm. Other languages yeah. are available. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. Um, but yeah, I think it's been uh, a while. It's been a while. You do. You do it better. Everyone does it better than me. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I think that would be the main thing for me is, is you know what they have to offer in in that kind of regard. Um, before I'd kind of make that decision, it's a long way to go. I think it's a long, long way. I think six. <laughs> I think the first six months are going to be crucial, um, and and the feedback, obviously, on that as well. Uh, you know, to be honest, with, with two little young whippersnappers, um, and we'll allude to that in a minute. Going to some somewhere like that is probably a little bit out of the way. Um, mm. It's probably not going to happen for me, unless we can organise a disaster dark trip. Oh, yeah. boys club. That, that's it. Disaster yeah. dark cruise. That's what you want. Oh, bring it on! Right. Yeah. Disaster dark swingers club. We have that already, Craig, but we're not supposed to talk about it on air. Oh, sorry, I've said yeah. too much. Thank you very it's much. It's a bit like our version of the producers club. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just throw our um, keys in the middle. Bottle openers. Chuck your oh. bottle opener on the table, middle of the table. Oh, he's in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do, I, mean, I do think, you know, it, it does look extremely interesting. Um, it does worry me that they're open. I, I feel they're opening too soon. I'm not really sure what the rush is. You know, would, would another six months have, have hurt it? Or, yeah, another, or another year? Especially when it's taken six years already. Yeah. Yeah. Although maybe that's it. Maybe because it's taken that long, Paul, maybe... You know they want to start getting some money back. Possibly, yeah, so. especially because yeah. it's it's not fully owned by Disney as well. There is a as a partner in building it as well. Mm. Whether they put some pressure on to get it opened, I don't know. So they've still they've still built this theme park quicker than Avatar Land. <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost done. It's about twenty yeah. percent complete. We nearly got through an episode without talking about Avatar Land. <laughs> nearly. Yeah, it's, yeah, there was there was there was another thing on it was on Disney and more, so we're giving them a good couple of plugs tonight, uh, and they're not even our sponsor. But there was another thing on there about um, articles in the local newspapers, just about the conduct of Chinese tourists. I don't know if you saw that about rude Chinese oh, yeah. bo- tourists, you know, no. <laughs> um, spitting all over the place, smoking whatever they want, uh, fights in public. Sounds like Paris. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I was say. Well, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah, sounds like a pub garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that actually. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, well, I don't. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised only because I don't know um, much about that kind of culture. To be honest. No, me neither. I've got yeah. to say, it may be. It may just be hype. I think I'd definitely consider it. It maybe let it be a mature a little bit, get everything open, get mm-hmm. it all settled down, get all the kinks ironed out. I'd give it five years, I think. Yeah, I might go for my fiftieth, which is eight years. 
Well, you can't give it five years and then say eight years. Make your mind up. No, well, you've got to... I, I would hit, like Paul D said there, I would hit all three of the big. Yeah. I'd, I'd go out there for like a month or something. Yeah, I know we... There was... It's different now. They've, they've changed it because we did look this year, but there was a cruise, a Royal Caribbean cruise that went from Shanghai to Tokyo. And it was like a seven-night cruise. And that would be that would be ideal because you could fly into Shanghai, have a couple of nights in Shanghai, so do Disney, then get on the boat for a week, then get off at Tokyo and have a couple of nights at Tokyo. So you could at least hit those two. And, you know, you'd be on a on an American ship, you know, seeing some other sites on the way. That's the kind of thing I'd like to do. Yeah, that's a good idea. Though. Yeah, I can I can understand why. There's no icebergs out there, is there? No. No, and Leonardo DiCaprio is nowhere to be seen. It's radioactive fish, like, but <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's that's understandable, surely. Um, Godzilla. All this talk about trip planning, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, Nick. Craig. Uh, okay, we're just going to have another little ad break, and we're going to introduce you to. Wendy Pratter at Magical Journeys Travel. She is happy to be one of the new Diz After Dark sponsors. Whether you've been to Disney one time or a hundred times, there's still a lot of planning involved. Let Wendy be the one up at midnight when your windows open to get that coveted Be Our Guest reservation or the Anna and Elsa Fast Pass for your own little princess. Mention that you heard this advert on Diz After Dark and get $25 off your deposit with any trip package. Say what? Word up! Be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Line 2. Find her on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or WP Magic Journeys dot com, as the Americans say. Dot com. Well, there, is a, there is a plug. There you go. Very good. So, yeah, so uh, that, 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 you know, I just thought it tied in with the trip planning. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but, like, like I said, um, I had been away. I went to Where's Disneyland Paris. Oh. Uh, not as glamorous as Florida, of course. Um, bloody freezing, actually, this time of year. Um, now, luckily, we were, although <laughs> he says we were cold. We Did were the cold bother you? Yeah. <laughs> cold never bothered me anyway. But uh, <laughs> not, you, you chip it up, son. I'll knock it in. Yep, I'll knock it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did go with our thermals and, and whatnot, and... Um, it, it was it was quite good uh, this time of year. It was quiet. Uh, the sales were still on from like the post Christmas sales of all the old hat they couldn't sell. Um, if you wanted a Doc McStuffins or Jake and the Neverland Pirates head backpack, um, they had about ten thousand of the buggers they couldn't sell at uh, five euros. Um, but um, and it was just just as we were leaving, they started to put out the stuff for swinging into spring. So in the Central Plaza, they started putting out the, um, I suppose, toperies. They're not, they're not really, they're kind of toperies, but they're not toperies. It's a, it's a weird thing. 
but um, yeah, it's uh, it was it was a good time to go, and uh, because it was quiet, it meant the characters were quiet quiet to go and see so it meant that we was able to spend a lot of time doing that uh, and not having to queue for too long as well um but it was really the cold that that kind of uh, gets you so if you are ever going to plan to go that time of year then then bear that in mind um but the yeah the kids had a great time um you know uh, my son meeting mickey mouse for the first time was completely starstruck alice got to meet alice and the mad hatter who was really good actually, but he was a little bit too mad and scare a little bit. Uh, but I mean, the thing is, so saying that, although you know he, he scared Alice, he was uh, phenomenal, uh, really played the character well. So I can't really complain about that too much. Um, but at the same time, there were just a few little things that annoyed me a little bit. So, Enough to put you on the soapbox. <laughs> Pretty much, Craig, pretty much. So if you want to uh, do my impromptu jingle that you did ever so well last week. It's Nick's Soap Dishes Soapbox. Get on it now, Nick. I've, I've just stood up. I've just stood up on it. I'm wobbling as well. That hot toddy's really uh, kicking in. It's not going to stop me from having another one in a minute, though. Um, so there's a few things about Disneyland Paris that did annoy me ever so slightly. You know, the thing is, it's, it's things that annoy me now as a parent that you know I, I wouldn't have thought about before. So you know, I, I I kind of have to accept that part of it as well. Um, the first one is uh, with buggies. Now we've gone a couple of times now with buggies. This was the first time we've had to go with two buggies. Now we have two children. Um, and we've always taken a bike lock. Now, there's, a, there's kind of like an unofficial rule. Apparently, you're not allowed to use bike locks. However, tell that to the staff at the Hotel Santa Fe that sell bike locks behind the uh, desk. <laughs> uh, it might be for people's bikes. Have you ever thought of that, Nicholas? I have indeed. No one has a bike. Ah. Think again. <laughs> I, I, I didn't actually think about that for a second. But I, know I thought, no one's got a bike. Not around here. Um so there was that. Um, but So we've always taken a bike lock because people have reported before that people have gone off with expensive prams and, you know, you know, if you're going to take an expensive pram, you've got to be careful. But anyway, the thing that annoyed me, though, wasn't that, wasn't having to lock it up, wasn't having to put it in certain spaces. It was the fact there was no cover. Now, twice we were caught out. The first time we was on Buzz Lightyear. And by the time we come out, it had absolutely hammered it down. There was like a five-minute wait for Buzz Lightyear as well. So we hadn't been on that long. But by the time we'd come out, it was torrential. Really, really bad. So we had to use some carrier bags to let the kids get back into the push chairs. Um, because there was no cover. The second time was when we was at Cafe Mickey. Now, Cafe Mickey does actually have some covered area. That's in the Disney Village for people that don't know where that is. But it started to hailstone really badly. I tried to record the audio, but I'm not sure if it's come out. Um, and what happened was, although the, the, they were undercover, it was being blown at a diagonal angle. So they were covered, yet they still got covered in hell. So, um, you know, it was just a bit annoying. But the fact that there's no... That you know, was making me mildly mad. Actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was annoying. It was annoying, yeah. you know. Because I mean, to be honest, most of the time Alice wanted to walk around. It was only when she was tired that she wanted to get in a buggy. Lincoln was in his buggy nearly the whole time. 
he's a lazy sod. Um, I, I don't care. He can't defend himself. If he was here right now, I'd say defend yourself. He wouldn't. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, that was just annoying, and I, I just can't get over why they can't, especially the time of year. I, you know, during the summer, it's, it's it's not too bad, but just stick a gazebo up. That was my initial thought. Stick a gazebo up. Problem solved. No, just Number don't one. go to Wigan. Or that. Now the second one. This oh, is just two. And also, by the way, do not go to Wigan. There's no B&Q there. We yeah, learned that exactly. earlier. Yeah. Um, the, the second thing that really annoyed me when we were there. Home base. Not home base, no. Although that is in Wigan, yes. Um, well, smoking. Now, I know we've had people complain oh, about smoking before. Uh, Mr. Washington, you've done that as well yeah. uh, when we first had you on. Um, I've, I've, I've always noticed it, but this time was exceptionally bad. I'm not really sure why. Um, but no one gives the monkeys about it. Like, people just smoke in front of staff wherever they want, and everyone just turns a blind eye to it. Now, I, I appreciate that, you know, it's a cultural thing, right? But it's now 2016. When the park opened in 1992, and they got so many things wrong in terms of, like, French culture, I could understand it at that point in time. But we're now at a point where smoking is pretty much socially unacceptable the world over, you know? I mean, America especially... Uh, they have, uh, is vapor sticks taken off in Paris, or is it all still? There were, there were. I didn't notice quite a few vapor sticks, yeah. but still not as much as actual. Because I mean, vapor sticks, uh, as annoying as they are, are nowhere near as as annoying or as bad as cigarettes, in my opinion. Um, but but still, um, way way too much smoking, and no one doing anything about it. And I just think really at this day and age they should be and the, what annoys me the most about it is they you know oh we've got designated smoking spots they would actually put people in them tell them to fudge off and just shove them over there just stick them out of my way right i don't want to be surrounded by smoke and the the best the best example of this was um alice was a bit tired she was throwing a bit of a tantrum uh, she'd just been she just gone to the toilet with, with her mum. I was standing outside the Ratatouille attraction. Uh, don't confuse the two things. And um, she came running out and she'd throwing a bit of attention and threw herself on the floor and started you know, <laughs> crying like she was. Somebody went to go and help her up. What about Alice? <laughs> uh, she was fine. She wasn't throwing attention. Um, but no, someone went to go and, and, and pick Alice up with a cigarette in my hand. And it's like, you know, one, you know, it, it's it's obviously nice when people try and help out. I get, you know, I get that. I'm not saying that people shouldn't do that because that's that's a nice thing, okay? I get that. But not when you've got a fag in your hand. Because I remember being burned with a cigarette when I was a kid, grabbing someone's hand that I thought didn't have a cigarette in their hand. They'd swapped hands. I hadn't realised. It bloody hurts. Now I know that person wasn't going to do that, but at the same time, it's just like I just don't want you doing that. If I choose to smoke around my children, that's that's my stupid decision, but it's my decision to make. I don't need other people doing that and, and trying to get involved there. Um, so that's the other thing that annoyed me. So the, the smoking thing, they really need to do something about. I'm, I'm not having this French culture thing anymore. Sort it out. 
the third thing and the last thing Fred. is uh is sacra bleu blur is this value for money <laughs> well it's more value for money for the thing I'm gonna complain about, that's for sure. PhotoPass Plus. Oh okay. now, mm, I bought yeah. a PhotoPass Plus. Did you buy one, Paul? I didn't. We were going to and then from what I was reading it just wasn't worth the time well, and hassle to go even get one. So so we, we ended up buying one. Now I'll tell you why we ended up buying one, because we had I, I, I remember saying this before, we got a really good deal. It was, I think in the end we paid like about 250 quid or something like that for like five days, uh, four nights, five days, park tickets and hotel centre fee and breakfast. So it was a good deal. Our neighbours were going. We told our neighbours about it when we booked and they were going just after us. Well, well, so we was crossing over. So we went home on the Thursday. They arrived on the Wednesday for their five days. Um, and when you buy a PhotoPass Plus, it lasts 10 days but 10 consecutive days. So think about it when you get your Walt Disney World uh, pass for 14 days. It starts on the day you first use it, and it lasts for however long the period of time lasts. So it's 14 days. It's 14 days from the first day you go into the park. Okay. So this is the same with Photo Pass Plus. It's €50 Euros, uh, to do it, and for that you get um, your photos taken at certain meet and greets if they've got a photographer, um, and you also get certain ride photos as well. So we're talking uh, Tower of Terror, Buzz, Lightyear, Spin, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Space Mountain 2. Um, might have been a couple of I think I think that was it. I don't think it was many, but you got you could have those onto your photo pass. And they'll say like the character meet and greets. So if he's looking to buy ride photos, you know, that, that might save you a bit of money because I think they're about <coughs> ten euros a pop or something anyway. So you know, there's that. Um when we've done the Mickey meet and greet before, um we've we bought photos. And we've probably spent about 15, 20 euros on photos. So, you know, if you're looking at that, then it's probably not too bad. But really, the, the main reason we bought it was because we split the cost with our friends. Because it was going to last their duration as well. So we went halves on it. So it was like 25 euros each. That was the main reason for doing it. Now, we've we've come home. Um, we've obviously got seen their photos and our photos. We are missing a few photos. And I think what happened was... The woman scanned a ticket to give to us before she saw we had the photo pass and then tried to scan the photo pass and it obviously didn't transfer over. Um, so it was quite annoying that that happened, but it is what it is. There's not much we could do. It was uh, Buzz Lightyear. We managed to take our own photo. So, you know, we got some memories of it anyway. Um, but it's more the fact that other than the rides, the only <laughs> character meet and greets we could have photos for were... Uh, Buzz and Woody in the studios and it was a Mickey Mouse meet and greet in the studios as well that you can have your picture taken there um, or the Spider-Man meet and greet in the studios or the Meet Mickey uh, indoor uh, attraction inside Magic Kingdom that was it now I remember getting photos of Pass Plus when we went to Florida years ago and they've got photographers all over the park so whether there was characters, if it was just in a nice like backdrop location, if they wanted to put Tinkerbell in your hands, 
uh, or you want to cuddle stitch or something. They do all that kind of stuff. We come back with loads of photos. Yeah, we had over 800 last yeah. year. We, smashed it we so between yeah. us and our friends and there's 10 of them as well that have gone out there um, we come back with about 60 photos that's not worth it is it I don't think so and that's a problem it's a, it's yeah, a great it's product but they're not they're not doing what they should be with it where is the photographer near Sleeping Beauty's castle that was exactly what I was going to say. We yeah. noticed that there's no nothing like that at all. No. no, you just pose with something in the background. Nothing like that at all. No. And I mean, the thing is, you know, in Main Street, especially during extra magic hours. It... Sorry, Paul. Paul? I was just going to say, I think you answered your own question earlier, Nick. He, he was having a fag. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was. <laughs> Sacre fag. Um, but but when we went into when in extra cigarettes, sorry for our US listeners, yes or vapor stick. Um, in, in extra magic hours, when we went into Main Street, we had uh, Minnie and Mickey on the left, right in the centre. There was uh, Donald or Chip and Dale, depending on the day, uh, and to the right was Goofy. And if you walk further down past or you know kind of up Main Street towards the central hub. Uh, you had another meet and greet to the left as well. Um, none of those had photographers. I understand it about the impromptu ones. They might not have a photographer because they might not, you know, have planned ahead or whatever. But you would like to think a park of of like a, a Disney park. They would know what they're doing when. Um, you know, and there's and so there's like an Alice meet and greet now. So nearly Alice in the Maze, there is a section with a sign just in between the Mickey uh, meet and greet and the Alice in Wonderland Maze. There's a section now for meeting Alice in Wonderland characters. No cover, again. So there's a couple of days no one came out because it was too wet. Um, and when they did have people come out, no photographers, again. And that's a spot designated for meet and greet. Go and meet Minnie Mouse all day long at the bottom of Main Street. Again, they're all day, scheduled, no photographer. It just doesn't make sense. They're asking to spend this much on it. And maybe what they're trying to do is get you to buy it before realising you're not going to get any photos. You're going to get very few photos. Uh, I just found it very annoying. Um, And, um, yeah, it was those three things during my trip that made me mad. However, I say Ooh, that... It was a good trip. It was a good trip. Overall. Yeah, as I said, I mean, the problem is Lincoln was uh, <laughs> mostly bemused. <laughs> when he saw Mickey, Buzz and Woody, yeah. blew his mind. You know, all of a sudden kind of like, <gasps> completely starstruck and it was it was really nice. But he he's very nonchalant at the best of times. And this trip was a great example. We spent a lot of it asleep. He spent a lot of it in his buggy, not wanting to do anything. But when it was things like that, he loved it. And, you know, for, I, I've had people say to me, why are you going when your kids are so young? Well, one, I now agree with you because we needed a holiday when we come back. It was so bloody tiring with two children. Um, but it's always been about the memories for us. <laughs> Having those photos with them that young with the characters and seeing their faces when it's all kind of wonder and everything like that. 
yes, are they going to enjoy it more when they're four or five? Absolutely. I, I have no doubt in that at all. But it was this trip was for us. It wasn't necessarily just for them. It was more for us and our enjoyment. Um, and uh, and so yeah, I mean it it was a success. And um, what I will say as well, I, I do talk about it. I'm gonna. I recorded some audio when I was out there. I'm going to collate that. I'm going to just whack it out as a little bonus thing. It's it's not going to be a massively long podcast, but um, I tried to do a bit of a, what Craig did with his trip, um, and uh, we'll we'll release some audio. I've got some good audio for a ride as well, but I won't say any more. But that'll be on there as well. Um, but what I do want to talk about just quickly is Santa Fe. Um, we hadn't been there since it had been done up, so now it's it's cars themed. I don't know if people remember the original Santa Fe. It used to have a massive billboard outside it uh, on the roof that was like a, a fake Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, have a flying saucer it as well. It does. Yeah, that's still there actually. That's right. at the back okay. of the hotel. Right. Uh, but yeah, so the the fake Clint Eastwood got replaced with a Cars picture some years ago, and we knew it's Cars themed, but. I didn't realise how good it was. So, essentially, what they've done is um, they have put along the roof of, of the buildings out uh, like silhouettes of a desert and like Lightning McQueen. And it sounds really simple, but like at night when it's lit, it's kind of like backlit. It looks really, really cool. Um, when you go into the hotel buildings, the uh, carpet runner is traffic cones. And when you go, like all the all the rooms, the buildings are named after characters, so all the doors have the characters in it. So we was in uh, Lightning, so all the doors had his picture on. But the actual rooms themselves um, were really well themed, I thought, for what they were, for what is a basic hotel room. Uh, there were uh, cone lampshades. Uh, there was uh, carpet, uh, sorry, uh, wallpaper. Uh, runners along the top with all the characters on and stuff like that all around the room and the bathroom had a really good neon effect mirror so it looked like a, a neon sign like getting vague or someone like that in the desert uh, like a almost like a drive-in sign um as as the mirror and i'll upload some pictures uh, on the website this week so you can see but um for for what is the cheapest hotel it was actually quite pleasant to stay in. Um, and uh, it was the first time I stayed at a Disneyland Paris hotel. And it reminded me more of an American hotel. Because right. my the big gripe I've always had with the Euro Disney or Disneyland Paris hotels is that there isn't any kind of major theme to them. They're themed, but it's very generic. Mm. Whilst, you know, you've got All Stars, Pop Century, Art of Animation... Um, you know, all of these kind of results that have these Disney themes running through them. And we've not had that at Disneyland before, and now we do. Um, and they're doing a lot of work on Cheyenne at the moment. And I know there was some rumours about Toy Story being incorporated over there, which I couldn't see at the moment. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely looking nicer over there. It'll be interesting to see what they do when they, they're finally finishing it. But it looked like there was quite a lot of work to do. But... Um, yeah, all in all, it was a, it was a nice trip, a good trip. We're suffering now, but uh, it was worth it, I think, which is the main thing. Did you eat in a park, Snake? Did you or downtown Disney? 
Any memorable meals? Yeah, McDonald's three times. Yeah, yeah, that was that was memorable. Yeah, um, we did McDonald's twice. Yeah, we we had an sandwich as well. We did we did do a character dining. We did go to Cafe Mickey because mm-hmm. uh, we'd gone with with Alice when she was uh, really young, and we thought it would be a bit, a bit cruel to kind of take her when she was young, but not take Lincoln. So we thought we'd better go. Um, I found it expensive. Mm. Uh, it has gone up again. It was about thirty-seven euros a head for the adults. And yeah. I'll, actually, you know what? I'm going to get back on my soapbox just quickly. Fourth thing that annoyed me about Disneyland Paris. I knew it was like I forgot. So we sat there at Cafe Mickey. It's a set menu, right? Um, and there's the adult menu. There's a few options there, and there's a kids menu. Kids menu is three to eleven. It's always been like the rule that kids under uh, three eat free anyway right or, or they can eat off your plate wherever it is so uh, we was looking we was like oh, I don't really know what the kids are going to eat because Alice is pretty good but Lincoln's a right fussy little sod so we was looking at the menu and thought well it's a free course menu for the kids but it's only they're only really going to eat the main course probably so I thought maybe we just get them some chips or something and so we, we asked when the waiter come up and took her order um, you know, for the kids it could we just order like a plate of chips or something for them to share and he's like oh no it's a set menu so you're going to have to get a set menu he said or he said how old are they and we said oh well you know one's two one's one and he said oh we, we do supply kids with food under the, under the age of three and it was a jar of baby food <laughs> now what <Hey>. child <laughs> what, what child at like two years old even after you know a lot of kids are over one He's eating a jar of baby food, and that, and that was what they it, Adam. I, it wasn't open, otherwise I would. Uh, I, I thought opening a full bottle or something at somebody was a little bit cruel. Um, and in the end, we we said that's fine. They eat off our plate. We both got a burger that came with like potato waffly things, so they could you know munch those, and it was fine. But I just thought, like, how terrible is that? Especially when the other option was to spend twenty five euros to get them a kids menu. Which they'd have shared between them, granted, but of three courses, they'd have only have eaten one course. It's like common sense has gone off the window. Yeah, yeah, but it's because people will pay it, I suppose. But you just think that's your offering for an under three-year-old. I bet you the Frenchman wouldn't pay it. <laughs> I, I tell you what, one other thing as well: the whole trip, a lot of people moan about the French and their attitudes and stuff like that. Everywhere we were, in the park, outside of the park, on public transport, couldn't have been nicer to help us. Especially when we are crap at speaking French. You know, we try, you know, we say like, you know, mercy and, you know, parlez anglais, you know, things like that. But we're rubbish, okay? We, we barely can speak French, it's embarrassing. But everyone tried to help if, you know, they saw a struggle with a suitcase or something like that. Because, you know, having two kids and a suitcase and, and a bag, and it, it was a bit hard. But people helped. When we got back into London, no one gave a toss. Mm-hmm. And I thought, it's it says a lot when people moan about the attitude of the French, and yet we experience worse from the English. But, yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, so no, all yeah. in all, it was a good trip. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed going on Star Tours for the last time. Uh, I really did because uh, it's definitely showing its age. 
But uh, I'll, I'll miss I'll miss it. I will miss it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was just gutted to miss Anna Magique, really. I missed it by a day. Oh. Oh, yeah. That was brilliant, that show. I've only ever seen it once. Uh, we, yeah. We'd seen it quite a few times. Um, I, I prefer Cine Magique, but... Um, no, it was good, and you know, obviously, when you when you have kids, it's it's much better. But uh, yeah, we went and saw it twice last time. Yeah, yeah. Alice has seen it, but Lincoln never did. And uh, the new show at the Chaparral Theatre started uh, starts tomorrow. Actually, had soft opening this weekend, uh, but yeah. uh, we weren't able to see that. So uh, yeah, it was a shame. But it was it was good seeing the swing of the spring stuff was good. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, it's if you can get a cheap deal, it's a good time to go. But saying that though, again, there was a lot as we've talked about before, a lot of stuff closed, mm-hmm. uh, or a lot of stuff that's going to be closing soon. I think it's a re- I, th- I think it's quite a big mistake they're closing Stars to be honest. Although it does need the upgrade, you know, they're closing it just after the Force Awakens has come out, and Star yeah. Wars merchandise was literally everywhere um, and even on, like on the train coming in from Paris at loads of stations were posters for Star Tours at Disneyland Paris not closing like reminding you it's there mm. so Jedi Training Academy is closing as well isn't it for a while is it really so, yeah they're, they're upgrading it apparently so oh, okay it's only been open six months exactly yeah it's a bit ridiculous that they're closing well, it already I think the thing is though because we, we didn't go because the kids are too young but um, it's in the it's in the old arcade yeah they've they've got one side of it still the arcade and the other side of the arcade is now Jedi Training Academy so maybe they're just going to knock it all through I don't know it seems to be, yeah it seems to be a bit small uh, so maybe they will do and I never had I was going to have the Darth Vader burger but uh I didn't because I didn't want my poo to be black for a couple of days. Yeah, have you not seen it? No. He's got a black bun. <laughs> it's, I heard uh, Darth Vader had a black bun, to be honest. <laughs> that was something else. Um, May the fries be with you. There's a gentle... <laughs> Use the forks, Luke. You don't use, use a fork for a burger. No one uses a fork for a burger. Come on. Um, there's there's a Jedi burger and a Darth Vader burger. The Jedi burger is a normal single cheeseburger with a like kind of beige bun that has Jedi embossed in the bun. <laughs> this is true. Last uh, week's burgers are called the Yoda burger. The uh, there's, a, there's a Yoda cupcake. <laughs> yeah, that is green. Uh, the Darth Vader burger is a double burger, and it comes with a black bun that has. Vader, uh, in like bezels in it. So uh, yeah, it's it's quite the sight. Yeah. I but, wouldn't have minded uh, seeing a black poo. That would be quite good. That. <laughs> There's a periscope I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I, I don't. I don't think we'll be doing that one anytime soon. Let me go and eat a jar of beetroot, and I'll get back <laughs> to you tomorrow. <laughs> I've heard what B-Root does to you, and I'm not thinking about the uh, the other end. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, I hear the, the bell is being called for time, gentlemen, please. Uh, I need to have another hot toddy. As you can hear, I'm getting bummed up. I so can hear that. great, yeah. But, um, listeners, thank you for joining us. And before we do go, uh, Mr. Lucas, one more time, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, just go and check out our sponsors. Uh Wendy at 
wpmagicjourneys.com and of course the world famous WDW Today podcast. Search for it on iTunes, Stitcher and everywhere else you can find podcasts. Indeed. And uh, message them that is after dark sent you. Yes, please do. Mm-hmm. Please do because, uh, you know, we're very proud to have them as sponsors. We're, we're pleased they're pleased to be our sponsor. We're very proud to have them. And uh, if you let us let them know uh, that we've sent you, then uh, that's good for us and good for you, I'm sure. So thank you very much for joining us. And we will see you in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. Sounds good. Sorry, right, that.